I've recorded. I have begun the process of being recorded. Does that mean that you're recording? Yes. Okay, so you are recording. Yes, I am recording. So, when you say, I have begun the process of recording, that means you press the button, yeah? I, I did, yes, I hit the button. The button that says, ah, begin recording. Cool. Alright, um... <laughs> On that note, what's up? It's <laughs> the barn. <laughs> no, not much better. I'm on my toes. I'm waiting for a, one of those crazy improv bits you've been throwing at me. Ah. Um, hold on one second. <laughs> let, let, let me get out my notebook of improvisational torture ideas. I don't have any. Uh... Well, shucks, Bob. I guess we're just going to have to crack on with a usual episode. Yep. Um, this, well, yep. The, the welcome to the show, the best trained mutts. Is that what we, <laughs> is that what you said? You had an idea and I didn't write it down. That's fine. I think that's pretty much what I said. Or uh, mutts was the the operative word. We're talking about doggos. We're talking about good Best boys. of the mutts. Best of the was mutts. Was yours. There that's much better. <laughs> We're looking at um, yes. humans' best friend, the 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 pooch, the pooch-ador. Man's best friend, aliens, <laughs> and their second best friend, dogs. Oh, come um, on, aliens are a bit <laughs> shit, aren't they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a bit of a one-sided relationship. We've been calling, <laughs> and they just won't reply. Yeah, and when they do, it's just probing random farmers. Like, come on! It's more so, life than probing farmers, you know. So we're we're promoting dogs back up to best friend as of today, and that's what this episode's in celebration of. Yes, because <laughs> as everyone knows, when you hit episode one hundred and two, that's got to be a dog one because Correct. of the most famous dog movie of all time, a hundred and two Dalmatians. Correct. Like, it's a big one. It is definitely the biggest Dalmatian-based film. It, it has just enough Dalmatians. I think any less would be would a bit be a shit. shit. Movie. Yep. It'd just not be as good. Correct. <laughs> God damn! What have I signed up for? What is the, what is my life? Um, <sighs> it's good. It's, that's what your life is. It's it's pretty good. I, I could have been worse. Um, it could always be worse because there could be less dogs. Correct. There could be less than one hundred and two Dalmatians in any exactly. given story. Oh, oh, just thinking about it, it makes me sick thinking about a world where there's less than that many Dalmatians in any given film. Live action or animated. Man, that live action movie, I don't remember anything about it besides that it's bad. It might not even be bad. It's just so forgettable. Very. And it's also, you know, you know it's not forgettable though, Kale. What's not forgettable? Your first dog oh, of the day. My first uh, dog. Okay. Dog, hair of the dog cow. Get in there, mate. <laughs> so I'm going to throw out the one right. that I'm pretty sure is going to turn out to be a hand-drawn Cassie. Uh, for <laughs> for new listeners of the show, that means that I'm pretty sure Bob's going to have picked this as well. Um, but, but New listeners. Fine. We did that episode like... It feels like six days ago. <laughs> it was about well, six then. months ago, probably. Knowing us. Ah, uh, probably. Might have only been two episodes ago. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. 
It's not the consistency, it's the quality. Correct. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, so I, I picked uh, Hachiko, which I think if you did pick this dog, you didn't know, you wouldn't have known it by this name, potentially. Um, but so... Uh, do you remember the episode of Futurama where Fry... Uh, like reminisces about his old dog Seymour. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. really sad. Yeah, who like sits at the front of the pizza delivery shop waiting for Fry to come back, but he never will because he's been cryogenically frozen. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. So, so that heart wrencher is based on a story. Well, a, a, a real dog called Hachiko, uh, who would follow his owner to the um, Sibuya Station in Japan. Uh, every day uh, when he would go to to work he was a university lecturer and one day the the owner died of a heart attack at work so the dog would turn up at the station every day at the time that his owner would have come home and he never does oh no so he oh no Hachika no (laughs) so He gets, like, adopted by the train station, who, well, kind of, like, I think, I think the story is that he just would turn up there all the time and just get pats and fed and he would just hang out there all day, um, and then go back to the owner's house and just chill out there, um, but yeah, he, he, like, he did that for, like, nine years. Jesus. He eventually died out the front of his own statue of cancer <laughs> like <laughs> everyone loved this dog so much uh, and like appreciated its loyalty to its owner so much that they built a statue of it before it even died that's that's a famous dog yeah yeah and it in, you know it inspired like um that there's a, a movie that's relatively recent actually um that where they americanized the whole story and they and then the dog's called Chico or something, or Hachi. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of like... It's the story that's like bled into a bunch of popular consciousness um, that I thought was, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. It's pretty gut-wrenching. It's like, it's one of those things that's just so sad on like a fundamental level that everyone gets it. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, so the only the only real fun fact it's not really that fun. Um, it it uh, the dog had like it, it was a it was a mutt that um, that uh, like was adopted from the streets, so it wasn't very healthy when it was adopted, and it had like bowed front legs that looked like yep. the Japanese symbol for the number eight, which is Hachi. Hmm. Yeah. So they called it Hachiko, like, which is just a suffix for like cute little loved thing you know like like yeah you'd, you'd call yeah I don't know yeah you'd call cute little things so you put co on the air anyway <laughs> um, huh. but yeah so so that's the one that I thought that you would have so nope that's good <laughs> that's a relief that's uh yeah it's I, I worry about doing too many sad ones but when you talk oh, about I dogs from history I got a bit they of all sweet of, ones for you Cal. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because, yeah, dog ones, you often get sad because I feel like people tell the stories that, like, the stories that stick around are, like, like dogs are a, a shortcut to being sad when they die. <laughs> so mm. That's how they're used in a lot of stories. Yeah, because yeah. they're used in the, in, the, um, in the exact same way that this story played out, that the dog yeah. sits and waits for the owner to come back when they're, yeah. Well, because they're so innocent and they can't have bad intentions by any human definition, so it's really no. easy to show them as these like tragic figures who never hurt anybody. Anyway, and just dealing with grief, and yeah, loss. Well, and that's the other thing because they're used as like basically to teach your kids about grief. Like, I think that's a sort of big part of what pets are for mm. is to teach your kids like one day you know like one day this animal's gonna die just like i'm gonna die just like you're gonna die <laughs> i think you're reading a lot into pets <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, I don't dis i i do not disagree with you at all <laughs> yeah i just didn't want to admit it to myself <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where anyway. was hitachi from uh, well, uh, I can't remember exactly what the region was. It's like north, um, north west coast of Japan. Okay. Well, yeah. from Japan, let's yeah. pop over to southern China Ooh. in the Zhejiang, um, Zhejiang province. I've said that real bad. That's. <laughs> I'm showing my bumpkinness. It's, uh, it's a province in southern China. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll set the scene for you, Cal. It's November right. 28. It's 2003. Ooh, recent. Yes. Well, no, that's not recent. Fair enough. I mean, 2003 recent, is not recent, man. Re- recent compared to the stories I'm going to tell. I mean, like, Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas was on the radio, Cal. <laughs> that's how not recent it is. <laughs> As was, I mean, Seven I Nation Army never left the radio, much. but I just very quickly Googled songs 2013. Anyway. Love it. Uh, uh, a chef, he's working hard. He's going at it, right? He's, he's, he's making dinner for a school of about 30 people, like a driving instructor school or something. He's cooking up all this meat and the smells wafting out into the great yonder outside. Yeah. It's yeah. out there. Mmm, delicious aroma. Mm-hmm. It attracts a bunch of nearby puppies. Ooh. Nearby, little, little, the smell of it. They're all coming along like, oh, bit of food, eh? All <laughs> along with their mother. Uh, Saihu? S-A-I-H-U. How do I say that, Cal? Uh, yeah, Saihu. Saihu? Okay. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, because the chef, he's not a bad guy. He's just doing his job. He's like, oh, a bunch of puppies and the, the dogs have all come bloody because of me great cooking, eh? I'll chuck him some scraps. They'll, they'll love that. Chuck him the scraps and uh, the mum won't let him eat it. She takes all the meat away from the puppies. What? Stops him from eating it. Yeah. And she starts barking at the chef. And it's real weird. So they're like, okay, maybe these dogs are just bonkers. Like this is this is this ain't right. Anyway, the dog keeps barking at the chef. Say who keeps barking at the chef? 
and they just put it just like whatever we'll just keep going ahead he starts yeah. dishing up the food for all the people getting them all ready to eat and she so he like just goes bonkers and runs around and uh, grabs is barking and, and eats all the scraps uh, that the chef had thrown to the dogs to the yeah. puppies right because no one's listening the dog's barking they're just like what are you doing dog what's going on and she eats all the scraps yeah. and she drops dead Oh shit! Oh, okay. Um, that everyone's shocked and horrified, and they call the police and, and doctors, and they find out that the meat was poisoned. Jeez! And it's it's thought that Sohu could smell the poison on the meat, and she's yeah. trying to warn everyone: don't eat the fucking meat. Jeez! Which and eventually they're just not listening, so she's like, ah, fuck. This meat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Save 30 people and all of their puppies. Jeez. And because of how grateful the town was to, to, the, to Sehu, they, they made a little, set up a little tomb in a human graveyard and there's a little statue to memorise the dog. Aww. Memorise her. Yeah. Uh, which is still, like, looked after and attended. I'll man, send you a picture adorable. of it. That's... Oh, man. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's a bittersweet one. Like that's it nice, is. but it's also not nice. It's also not nice. There's a like, going through this list of like dogs that have uh, heroic dogs. A lot of them like died saving mm. a person. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Um. No, that's a really cool one though. Of like, because. Yeah, 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 this like this trope of the of animals sort of understanding something that humans don't, or like being able to predict when something bad is going to happen, or like the cat in a hospital that like um, like goes and lays next to the patients who are going to die, like that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's interesting because it's like there is this sort of like magical element to it that's. It's not that's, perfectly understood. That's just really they can smell or sense things that we can't, yeah. per- that we don't perceive. Yeah, and but like because we don't perceive it, it's like it's so easy to look at it and go, "Oh, that's like, that's magical. That's something else. That's something mm. that yeah is beyond humanity." Yeah, that's a sweet one. Shall I uh, hit hit you with the next one? Yeah, man, unless you're barking up the wrong tree. Ah. <laughs> 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 Rags the war dog, right? Uh, was a terrier cross found by a private Donovan uh, as he was uh, walking through the streets of Paris uh, during World War One. Um, he thought the dog was a just a pile of rags on the street, like just some gold clothes. Um, oh. which is where it got its name um, but yeah so when he finds this dog he um, he like picks it up and goes and like cleans him up and makes sure he's not hurt or anything so he's late reporting back um, to, to camp to his superiors um, so when they're like oi mate where were you he's like oh um, this is Rags the, the first infantry's mascot I was in the search party to go and find him and they're yeah. like, oh, oh, all right. Uh, 
on your way then, son. Good, good work, soldier. <laughs> so, ah, excellent. Quick thinking. So he sort of, he accidentally adopts this dog. <laughs> and, um, and then, so <laughs> the dog became like, like everyone loved this dog as an, because ex- it was an awesome excuse for the soldiers to like, they take the dog with them to like brothels and stuff. So that way they'd report back late <laughs> and be like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> going and visiting French prostitutes. I was, I was helping rags. Rags had run off again. <laughs> Little scoundrel. Ah, bloody rags. <laughs> Little scallywag. He was hanging ah. out by the brothel again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, I say, dogs will be dogs. (laughs) Boys. Cheeky boy. Um, And so, uh, Rags went on to save countless lives, uh, being a runner for the 1st Infantry Division, like, running messages back and forth from the front lines. Oh, cool. Um, Like, it, it wasn't... It wasn't, like, a major part of his job, but it's, like, recorded that he did it in, like, particularly dire circumstances. Um, yeah. So that, like, um, so, like, that's, uh, sorry. (laughs) I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, he also learnt to, like, copy the soldiers as they were doing their normal stuff. So there's pictures of him, like, saluting superior officers. (laughs) And, um he would learn to like duck and cover when there was a, a bombardment so like yeah all the soldiers would get down and cover their heads with their arms and so he'd sort of like lay down flat and put his little paws on his face oh what a clever boy but even cleverer right he started what? to do that uh when he heard the bombs which was <sighs> long before all the humans heard the bombs Oh, wow. So he became this, like... <laughs> Canary, yeah. Yeah, well, like, like an, yeah, an early warning system for bombardments. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. It was really cool. Um, and so at, at one point, though, him and Private Donovan, the guy who found him, both uh, ended up with, like, major injuries from a bombardment and from breathing poison gas... Uh, but they both survived. Um, but the, but yeah, Private Donovan was discharged and everyone worked super hard to like get this dog snuck onto the boat back to America <laughs> to go with him. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when he was there, he uh, eventually Private Donovan did did die and uh, and he was adopted by other um, army personnel. And he would essentially be taken around to heaps of different military camps where he had this ritual of going around to all the different mess halls and trying the food and seeing how generous all the people were there. And Hmm. once he'd picked one, he would stay... He would only go to that one. (laughs) So they started (laughs) to pick up on this pattern and just, like, start leaving his, like, food bowl in the kitchen of the of the mess hall that he chose from whichever one he went to at any given point. And yep. it was this, like, honour to have uh, rags choose you. <laughs> to choose uh, you on mess yeah. hall. That's um, pretty great. Yeah. He, he eventually did, um, like, yeah, did pass away and he, um, 
like he he was given um, dog tags that said Rags First Infantry Division and was like yeah given a proper funeral and stuff like yeah he was uh, he was a big deal for for the First Infantry Division ah oh, yeah that's great yeah so that's that's my <laughs> bittersweet heartwarming little story about about a war boy about a good boy indeed a good boy that's that's there's a lot in that one it's that's a, good it's a big one that was that, that's probably oh. the black caesar of the, my black caesar of this episode that's what i wanted it to be yeah that's you've done well cal you've dug that one out of the archives <laughs> you can't see but i'm giving a thumbs up because i'm oh, a little could, choked up <laughs> i could feel i could feel the thumbs up cal that's good man uh yeah so uh that's that's rags the good boy rags the, the oh. loyal. good soldier mm. Mm. okay what what's so what what you got for us? all right next all right all right imagine mm. that you're six okay and also it's the year 2000 <laughs> it's not far off i was only seven <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Hmm. That's that's that that worked better than I thought it was. I didn't even bother to try and do the math. Uh, so like, bye 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 by InSync is on the radio, Cal. That's that gives you that feel good. It does. That's the one where, where they're all um, puppets on, on the string of the manipulative woman. Hmm. In the music yes. video. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've not seen the music video. <laughs> you watch too much Rage, man. Oh, apparently I do. I think it was, like, on the start of, like, a, a recorded movie. Like, recorded to a VHS tape. Ooh, that'll do it. And so that'll it that'll set it in your in memory. Mm. Alright. Now, because it was very easy for you to picture being six around mm. that time. Now, imagine you're real cold. Oh, okay. Cold, cold, because yeah. you're in Alaska. Oh, no. Yeah, and you and your Labrador Retriever, Willie, mm-hmm. you ha- and and another another older boy, let's say, it's your brother. You're right. off playing near the edge of a logging camp, having some fun. Ah, yeah, logging camp. Ah, throw <laughs> sticks at each other and shit. <laughs> yeah. But suddenly, oh. there's a wolf. Oh. Oh no! Oh no! What are you gonna do? Uh, run away! Yeah, I'm gonna run away. It's chasing you. Oh no! Oh no! It's it got you. As many legs as me. Oh no! It's got you. It's, it's got dragging me. you away. Uh, it's dragging you. You're screaming help for help. Help me! But they're all the people. They're too far away, Cal. Your, oh, your no. papa. You can't get there in time. He's no. only has half the legs of the wolf. Oh no! Willie, Willie gets there, Cal. Oh. He's Willie got just as many there. legs as the wolf. He does. And he confronts him. He's like, yeah. you put my Kelly John down. Yay. John, you put John down. And he fights him. Ah. Yeah, dog fight. Literally. <laughs> go, Willie, go. Um, and you get away. John John gets away. But um, sadly, that... Um, I don't think Willie did survive. Oh. Wait, it doesn't say if Willie died. I think Willie no. might have lived. Oh. 
Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Willie confronts the wolf, it yep. drops John, and, like, turn tails and run. And then John's dad later on finds the wolf and kills it, shoots it. Um, cool. And they kind of realise that um, that this do- this wolf had sort of become used to humans and so wasn't afraid of them and so was more than happy to take a kid. Mm. And if it wasn't for Willie, that kid would have got taken and then yeah. possibly another kid. So Willie, Willie saved the day. Nice. Yeah. Is it so what kind of dog Willie was? Uh, yeah, I said that at the start, Cal. Oh, sorry. Labrador Retriever. Labrador right Retriever. Right at the top. Sorry. Uh, uh, it's just a Labrador. <laughs> I was just going to say, like that's like that. That's a good effort to take down a wolf, an Alaskan wolf. I don't. I don't. I think I. I, I added a bit of dramatic flair. I don't think they fought. <laughs> I think it's just like yeah, put just him like down. The wolf's like. Down and... Yeah. No, oh, that's cool. That's that's a nice one. Hmm. It's one of um, John, although copped quite the chewing. He had nineteen lacerations and puncture wounds on his Oof. bum and his legs and his back. Yeah, that's that's not nice. No, did he live? Yes. Okay, cool. I mean, that's yes, he did. That's the main thing. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a good one. Um. So. So I, I have a couple uh, like I have a couple left. Okay. Um one of them's a long one, one of them's a short one. Uh I, I think I'm gonna do the short one next. Alright. Um so um, um yeah, I'm I, I assume in. it doesn't matter if I if I do four this time. Nah, that's that's cool, man. We're sort of breezing through a couple of these, so um so uh do you remember the animated movie starring Kevin Bacon? As Balto, I am aware of the film Balto. Yes, yes. you've mentioned it numerous times. <laughs> good, good, because it's a good film, starring a good boy. <laughs> um, so, the real story of what happened. So yeah, the the, the short version is um, that uh, these dogs in this sled team delivered some polio vaccine to a very remote town in Alaska um, like in record time uh, and and in doing so saved a bunch of children from from dying of polio um, and so Balto is the dog that gets a lot of praise for that whereas like Balto only did the last leg of the run um, like it was handed off to another musher with, with another set of dogs and Balto was the leader of that set. So he was the one that rolled into town and got all the glory uh, and all the pats. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one who led the, the sled team for most of the way was a dog called Togo, um, who was uh, mushed over 500 kilometres off Frozen Lake. <laughs> that was deemed That's... like too dangerous to cross but the team decided to go over it and risk it because if they didn't they wouldn't make they wouldn't get the medicine there on time jesus so yeah it was pretty crazy um but they successfully did it and togo was the was the lead dog there so togo's the one who should get most of the praise and recognition in this story um 
And there has recently been a movie starring Willem Dafoe called Togo that, yeah, tells this story, which is basically... Oh, that's the, good. A, a, like, a Disney uh, live-action version of of the Balto movie, but more accurate to this actual story. Mm. Get, yeah. these, get these Jews, though. That's important. <laughs> yes, exactly. Getting the, getting the patsy deserves. Yes. Yeah. Be they... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that's five hundred kilometers. That's a long way. That, yeah, well, that's a big lake, that's, man. <laughs> I I was I wasn't gonna say anything because I'm like, am I just stupid or is that like it's not one lake? It's just multiple frozen lakes. Well, it could like, be multiple frozen lakes. I don't know because yeah. that's a big fucking lake. That is like that's five hundred kilometers. That's well, and like they they saved like a whole day. Like if they didn't Jesus. go, if they if they had just gone around the thing, it would have taken an extra day worth of travel. Oh yeah, that's that's a long way. Yeah, like they like they did the trip, like, yeah, like a lot quicker and saved a lot of lives doing it that way. Mm, damn. Yeah. Good dogs. Yeah. That's good hustle, there, boys. Yeah, very good hustle. Very good boy. Yeah. Oh man. Alright, that's, yeah, I'm just coming to terms with the size of this lake, or lakes. <laughs> yeah, like, because I, I don't even know, like, 500k's from here is, <laughs> like, a very different place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, from here, that's like Mildura, it takes mm. like five hours to get to, that's that's so far away. Yeah, and like, Jesus, I don't know what the definition of a lake is. Ah, uh, it's a bit smaller than an ocean. <laughs> Because yeah, like because I imagine in Alaska there's a a lot of, um, like there's a lot of land that is just yeah like frozen most of the time. Um, yeah. So I don't know how big a lake can get when it's solid. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sounding dumber and dumber by the second. Quick. Uh, your padding is le- helping me find the largest lake in Alaska. Okay. It's called it's... Lake Ilama. Uh, uh, I don't know how big it is. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's 124 kilometers in length, so... Jeez. Okay, so maybe I've got It must have been multiple lakes. Either multiple lakes or they had to take a ridiculously long path through it, like taking just the safe routes. Um... But I, I I don't know man like because I I thought that I'd um I thought that I'd gotten a good source on this but I haven't got it in front of me right now to double check it um but that yeah they made it might have been a it might have just been like that the total distance they needed to travel was five hundred kilometers and I've just gotten it way wrong in my notes that's all right but they, they traveled a long still. way and they saved a lot of time. Um, by travelling a shorter way and a more dangerous way. Risked it all. Mm. Alright, let's move on to the next one because you've still got your big one to go and we've padded that one out a lot by rambling. (laughs) Cool. Alright, so... Throw your mind back even further than the last time I asked you to do that. Oh, no, I was already pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, be slightly more young, where, like, you're young enough that your memories are a bit wishy-washy. Okay. Bit, bit washy-wishy. Also, be me. Oh. 
Warehouse. This is a true Bob story. This is a true Bob story. Oh, jeez. It's also very short. (laughs) That's fine, man. Alright, so... Less than five. Oh. But probably not three, because that would be be too little. (laughs) Okay. Maybe five-ish. Okay. And... Your sister that's two years younger than you is old enough to ride a bike with training wheels. Okay. That's how old we need to be thinking here. Right. All right. You're riding around on the back veranda, and all of a sudden, our pet dog, Kaya, yep. I think that was her name, uh, a Belgian Shepherd, a Gronendale, I think is the correct breed, subsect. Uh, okay. It's a, like a German Shepherd, but black and not as fluffy. Okay. Like, lovely dog. Um, had been around since I was born. Mm. Anyway, like, completely knocks my sister over and off the bike. Like, she's, like, riding towards the edge of the, the veranda. And we're like, what the shit? And it starts barking and, like, Arr! And then we find out that there was, like, a snake at the end of the veranda. Like, under the bin. Oh. That my sister was aimlessly wandering towards. Yep. Um, I recall drawing quite dramatic pictures of the dog, like... <laughs> Stamping on the snake, yeah, and like kill it. But I, I think Dad just hit it with a shovel. Yeah, I think that's that's probably what happened. I'm too young to quite remember. Probably. At least I think it was my sister and not me. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. I think I watched it. I was gonna ask my mum, like if she remembers this, but I, I didn't get around to it. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's... like, yeah. yeah, somehow knew there was a snake. Um, right where she was heading towards I was like oh hell no you weren't gonna roll off this veranda and get bitten by that snake <laughs> oh man that's that's awesome that's a that's a yeah. very cute little story yeah. yep no that's that's really cool and like cause I can picture this so well cause I've like I know the veranda I know <laughs> mm. like I can mm. I can picture this very vividly but you're both in your 20s <laughs> <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> oh. Sister's riding a tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> like legs, like, up. <laughs> yeah. Bashing her knees against the against the handlebar. And uh, now you have perverted that memory in my mind to that oh, being what it is. Sorry, Thank you. Bob. Excellent. Uh, okay. Uh, um, let oh, me get oh. comfy for this long one. Well... Okay, because you're going to be upset because this is one of those. Oh, Cal's a bloody hipster boy who de- he gets a gets something in there on a technicality. <laughs> God damn it, Cal! What did I tell you when you asked me if they were real dogs or fake dogs? What are the exact words I used? <laughs> real, <laughs> one word. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> okay, so this is a story about. Uh, okay, well, okay, because so, this is a story. The dogging up, because that's not real. You no, can't no, lift it, a house with that many balloons. Well, it's a it's a Celtic myth. So, all right, I don't. Oh, is this um someone starting with Al's hound? Uh, no. At least, oh, okay. At at least that might be a, a translation. This is, um, like th- this takes place in Ireland. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was okay. So um, a big feast was was happening at um, at the the Cullens' house. <gasps> it is. You do it's know Loch this Cullen. story. 
I think I do. I think yeah. I don't remember it very well, but I've read it. Yeah. Depending on depending on who you ask, it's like it's Ku Cullen or Ku Kalain or whatever. But yeah. Um, but so uh, this this young boy called Santana, who depending on the story and, and like when it's being told, uh, might be this like Hercules style like demigod figure. Um, basically, the son of the god of like all things anime protagonist. Uh, <laughs> of like heroism and adventure and stuff like that yeah. Um, yeah so he is invited to this big feast at the Cullen's house um, he says he's uh, he's not quite done beating all the other kids in the village at all the games that they're playing um, so he'll he'll follow on a bit later and meet them there um, and so after a couple of bevs with the boys um, Mr. Cullen himself sort of goes is there anyone else that we're waiting on before I let the guard dog out and uh, the and the other guy goes no 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 I think we've got everybody here completely forgetting about Santana uh, no Santanta I can't it, yeah <laughs> doesn't matter that's not his name for much longer so he lets out the guard dog the the he lets out Ku Cullen to uh, and like who's huge and black with big red eyes and could like swallow this little boy whole who's like on his way to this party but the little boy sees the dog doesn't back down he's got his uh his stick that he was playing with the the other boys with and a ball um and as the big guard dog comes diving for him he throws the ball up and smacks it as hard as he can with his club and it damn near knocks the dog's head off. It, it like, just crushes this dog. <laughs> like, and he feels so bad that he's just killed this guy's pet dog. And so he turns up at the party and he's, he's sobbing and he's so sorry. And he says that he'll, he'll do the guard dog's job until he can raise a new dog. So he gets the title of Ku Cullen, the dog of the Cullens. Um, so... And he, he, he is like the night watchman of this property, like for yeah for for a little while, and he becomes this like big legendary figure, um, and is known as Ku Cullen for the rest of, uh, for the rest of his life. Yeah, so it's kind of about a dog. <laughs> Does he raise a dog? Uh, well, he he doesn't raise a dog of his own. This this guy this this. This new Ku, Ku Cullen figure, um, but he does go on to like single-handedly defend the land against an entire army, <laughs> um, because uh, this woman was basically forced to race men on horseback while pregnant. Uh, so she curses them all to, in their time of need, feel the pains of labor. Um, <laughs> and depending on the version of the story and who's telling it. Uh, Ku Cullen doesn't get affected because he's not a man; he's a dog. Ha! Or, or, <laughs> or so, in some versions, he's too young and he doesn't count as a real man yet. So yep. he's the only one left to defend this whole village against this army, and then he does. <laughs> like he he just becomes this like big, larger than life mythological hero character, uh, but he gets yeah, his start he's... being a guard dog. <laughs> Yeah, he's Irish Hercules, basically. Yeah, it's really cool. He has a lot of yeah trials to overcome, lots of like special training with, like 
crazy deadly witch women on far off islands um like friendships that break down over time and then he has to like kill his friend to defend his his town and yeah there's it, there's heaps of stuff about ku cullen who's yeah and it's like it's a really cool story but i, I wanted to get at least some of it in there because because <laughs> i think he's essentially what the the hound from um from game of thrones is sort of referencing at least with his name okay yeah hmm so you really did stretch the rules to sneak that one in there, right? Eh? <laughs> a little bit, but it's about him killing a little guy, bit. dog, you know, and like there's a dog in the story who's also called yeah, Cullen. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> you're, you're really, you're really pushing it, aren't you, Cal? You're, you're getting right up to that line, aren't you? Uh, it's all yeah. right, because we got plenty of real dogs in there. Yeah, we did. At least that's what you think. real. In case anyone was worried. How many of these dogs were just your dad in a dog costume? Uh, I don't think my dad would ever wear a dog costume, so we're fine. Yeah, fair <laughs> It's just a funny mental image. I can't, I can't actually picture it. <laughs> like, my brain can't. Twist the knots necessary. Don't, don't work together. No. Nah. Uh, yep. I'm kind of surprised uh, at how short this episode was, even though we got an extra dog in there. We got an extra story in there. We normally only do six. Yeah. You got, we a, got a double dog in there. That's <laughs> uh, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are your dog stories, people at home? Yeah, tweet us at our tweet thing. Whisper that we them haven't into your phone yet. now. Yes. <laughs> also find that. Us on the wind. <laughs> or tweet us. Just yeah. Well, you can either look out wistfully over the stars, and like when you see a shooting one, you can say your your dog story. Yeah. Or just you can tweet us or whatever. Yeah. Or, or not. That's write, cool. Or you can write them, um, uh, and put them into like a glass bottle. I write them on parchment, uh, and then put them into a glass bottle, and you eat them into the nearest body of water. And uh, and they'll find us. Oh, someone found a bottle with a message in it uh, in like the last couple of months. Oh yeah, like from like a it was a from a um I think a a yacht or like a family yacht or something. They yeah. she the the daughter like chucked the, the yeah message off. I can't remember anything about it or how to find the story, but it's there. You could probably find it if you tried. Ah, interesting. So like yeah. were, were they in trouble? Do you know? Like or was no. it just a hi no person yep. who finds this letter. My name is yep. Tiffany, and I'm six. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. It was uh, a happy kind of message in a bottle. Because if you're really stuck, message in a bottle, you're dead. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing's going to take years to get washed up. Yeah. Like, so unless you're, you're just... going full Robinson Crusoe on a desert island somewhere. Deserted island. Yep. Uh, and yeah, there's probably no point. Unless you want to try and get in touch with us. If you, if you want to tell us your dog stories, write them down and throw them in, in into a body of water, and they will find us. Yeah, we check us. the bodies of water like at least twice a week, so <laughs> all of them, or well, everyone. Yep. This bit is bad and is going on too long. Yep. Uh, until next time, um, keep your nose shiny and wet. Keep being a good boy. Ah, uh, that's much better. <laughs> What the fuck did that's so obvious too? <laughs> Fuck.